Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Beat me up on the mamas of all mama shit. Hey, I'm looking through my telescope and I see a mothership. Is that you? Beat me up. Hey, DA, I'm thirsty, man. Can you beat me up for a cold one? Hey, DA, what's going on, baby? Stop me off and beat me up. DA, what's the silly? Oh, permission to get in that mothership. Is my window seat still available? Beat me up. What's going on, DA? Hey, man, I need you to do me a huge favor. My co-worker's a jerk. Oh, just beat me up, man. Get beamed up. Everyone else has. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, baby, how you doing on this Wednesday morning on CBS Sports Radio? It's Mraz, it's Bogey, it's the DA show as DA's life as a new dad continues. But have no fear, our fearless leader will join us to check in fresh off changing a diaper in approximately one hour from now. He'll give his thoughts on Game 7. We'll catch up. We'll see how the early days of D- Daddy D-A. D-A-D-D-Y. Yes. D-A-D-D-Y. He heard your criticisms, P.S. If you thought he should have been here, if you thought he's not a hard hat guy, if you thought he's being too nice to his brand new son, A.J., he heard those critiques. I took them to stand, heart. No, I can't stand these people that did this. I'm, I'm going to defend D.A. one last time. As everyone should. We had a couple tweets yesterday of people going, how could DA not be back at work? The baby was born last week. First of all, our company, one thing they get right is they give you both mothers and fathers full, a couple paid weeks without even having to ask like the state for on like spending time and bonding with your child, learning to be a new child. Somebody who is now a father of two young kids, man, that time is precious. Man, that time's important. Okay, DA is taking the time as is Pete the body. Congratulations to him and Bridget who have had a baby. But some of these people, you get back out there, you work. Ooh. DA works six days a week, definitely during football season and sometimes in local season when he does Sunday morning football. He is here nonstop all football season long. Can the guy take a little time as he is a first-time father and learn how to change a diaper, learn how to feed a kid? Like, 
just bond with his kid without you guys talking about getting on your little Debbie route. I mean, get lost. Absolutely get lost. Yeah. Um, you're wrong. Like, you're just, you're wrong. Your company's wrong. If you had the time and didn't take it to be home in the first weeks of your baby being alive, you were wrong. If your company doesn't allow that, yeah. then your company sucks. And honestly, I would argue you're being a really bad husband as well. Because that's a lot. That's a stressful time for a, a mother, especially a first-time mother. Right. You know, if you've been through a couple of them and a couple wars, as they so to speak, and you got a rhythm down, that's one thing. But, yeah, so take the time. D.A. Pete, take the time. Uh, and they are. So Bogus and I are here. No stream. If you're looking for us and you're tuning in audio, going, where's the video? Kaplan also time off with his eight-month-old. Everybody's taking time off with the kids. I should have had a kid. We got the kids here in Billy Jock alone, Kevin Wall on the other side. Now. Speaking of time off, the NBA players are going to have some soon after the NBA Finals. Will it be a quick series? Will it be a long series? Game one tips off on Thursday night. The Denver Nuggets have spent all spring talking about disrespect. Every time they won a game, what do they complain about? The main story the next day was about the team that lost, not the team that won. The, the Suns, the Lakers. Not really the case with the Timberwolves in round one, but you get the point. Now with the Miami Heat, in the NBA Finals as an eight seed. Michael Malone wants to remind his team, don't pay attention to the seeding. Well, as I told our team, man, like forget the eight seed stuff. I mean, they, they beat Milwaukee four to one. Team that had the most wins in the NBA this year. Uh, they beat Boston four to three and they're up 3-0. Team with I think the second most wins in the NBA this year. So uh, you get to the NBA Finals, it's not about seeding anymore. And for those that are thinking that this is going to be an easy series, um, I don't even know what to say to you people. I mean, like, this is going to be the biggest challenge of our lives. Kudos to Michael Malone there. I I don't know that this will be a more challenging series than either the Lakers or Heat series, but maybe it will. Miami has certainly proven, as Bogus pointed out yesterday, I mean, how could you count them out? They beat the Celtics. They beat the Bucks, So they've proven certainly to be worthy enough of making the finals. I would also think that Michael Malone's team, forget the media asking the question where he gives you this answer, shouldn't have to be told this because they're the team. They're the team that we've heard even as a one seed talk about and openly discuss how they have felt disrespected the entire postseason. So I would hope that that team with that mindset shouldn't be reminded now that, you know, hey, remember this team's not a typical eight seed in the Miami Heat. They should be the team still feeling like nobody respects us. Nobody Now they're going to pick an eight seed to beat us. And it's funny to hear them change that tune of, you know, almost like calm down. Don't get too cocky. This isn't a typical eight seed. It's weird that it almost has to be said. Yeah, but it's almost like the Heat stole their thunder. You know, if the Celtics walked in here, people would be talking about Tatum and Brown and what a job Joe Missoula did. And they rescued this series from down 3-0. History's on their side. It's the Celtics. Like, the Nuggets can't be the underdog in that scenario. And they wouldn't have been against the Bucks. They, you know, so, like, they, they they would have had all these kind of built-in things to play off of, but the Heat come in as, like, the actual Nuggets and the actual disrespect, and yeah. nobody thought they could survive the play-in, and now they're, they've won three series, so they've got to find new things to kind of hang their hat on. This is what coaches do. This is how you set the tone. I don't think his locker room is overlooking Miami in any way, but this is but now he's got a he's got a different set of things to pounce on and this is one of them this is not an 8 seed got to take them seriously they beat this team they beat that team this is how he's going to get his guys to be as focused as possible with that 
being the eighth seed. They are the second eight seed ever to make an NBA Finals. And we talked about the Knicks being the other team in 99 that did this, but that was on a strike-shortened season where they weren't a typical eight seed. This Heat team, if you remember, also not a typical eight seed. They finished the season as the seven seed in the NBA. So they only got to the eight through the play. And so we actually still haven't had a true genuine eight seed, if you really think about it. Right. Go. They are more of a seven just because they lose one game to the Hawks. But based on that, I've seen a lot of conversation about the play. And I think a couple things could be true. It could be true that if you really look back, it's almost amazing that the Chicago Bulls felt like they had the Miami Heat on the ropes to eliminate <laughs> them for an eight seed in a play-in game. I mean, they didn't feel it. They had them. They had them. And then they the were heat, on the ropes. The Heat turned on the gas and seemingly have not looked back since. 13-6. and six. Yeah, have not looked back since. And I've got, I know I've gotten into these arguments in my own little group chats with my sports-loving friends. I've seen social media engagements. Um, I've seen it around the newsroom. I, maybe I'm being stubborn. I am not a fan of the play-in tournament, other than the fact that it's an extra week of games if you care about gambling on or having fun with. But, look, as a Nets fan last year when the Nets beat the Cavs, did I feel like I got extra enjoyment because they won one extra playoff game in a play-in tournament before getting swept by the Celtics? I did not. Um, I get what the Mavericks did in basically saying the heck with the play-in tournament. We want to make sure we have a top-10 protected pick. I don't think that the Miami Heat run here to the finals, Bogues, justifies in any way having a play-in tournament. And why I don't think that is exactly what I just said. They would have been in the playoffs regardless. Right. They would have been a higher seed, seven, so clearly, who knows? Maybe they don't or do beat the Celtics in round one and everything's different butterfly effect. But... The idea that the Celt- the Heat making the finals makes anybody say, hey, look, this is why the play-in tournament works. Why? If this was the Bulls as the 10 seed that made a run and they ended up in the NBA finals, well, you know what? You got me. I don't believe, I, and I hope I have another 40 years at least left in me, I don't believe I will be alive where a 9 or a 10 seed is winning an NBA finals, let alone playing in an NBA Finals. Now, I'm a fan of parody, and I think it's really cool that the basketball world's going to have five different champions in five years. That seemingly never happens. It's a sport full of dynasties. But the Heat as an eight seed who would have been in the playoffs without the play-in tournament does not, to me, all of a sudden make the play-in tournament like the big selves seeing why it's worthy. No, I mean, the uh, the one nice thing to say about the play-in tourney is that it has gotten us better games than I thought we were going to get. It's been a little more dramatic. Yeah, It seems to find at least one marquee name per season or marquee franchise yeah. who's having like a down year. Lakers, gets involved. Warriors. Right. right. So it, it has been better in, than than expected in that, on that front. But it has not prevented teams from being terrible to get the number one pick. Mm-hmm. It has not prevented the Mavericks from going, I'd rather have a top 10 pick than right. a play-in spot. And uh, you know, to me, and this is certainly sour grapes, but you know, I would have been pissed in retrospect if I was the Bucks having to play a team that well, was not the eighth seed. Like they like they they should have been the seven. That should have been Boston's responsibility in round one. Like that, like so we're never gonna get I'm with you on this, like the 10 seed. I can't see a run like this from a team right. that's the 10th best in the conference. But like Miami this year was three games better than Atlanta at the oh. bottom of the standings. Like they should have just Folks. been the seven seed. Folks, the last two weeks of the year, the Heat actually also took their foot off the gas. They could have been the six and beaten out the Brooklyn Nets. Right. They could have beaten the six. And remember, they dealt with injuries, Jimmy Butler earlier in the year. Yes. 
But it felt like all of a sudden they started resting a couple guys. Butler got a little less minutes at times in those games down the stretch. And the Heat were content with the idea of not going full throttle and wearing themselves out for the six and saying, I don't care. We'll go play in a play-in tournament. Now, could it have bit them? Sure, but it didn't. It didn't. When they needed to turn it on and win and make sure they were in the playoffs, they did. And they never cared about what seed they were. I could argue the play-in tournament might have been worse for the league this year because what if, what if they're the six? The Heat could have been the six if there was no play-in yes. and they cared about it and cared about seeding and, and getting up there. The play-in tournament has now given teams who care about getting in the playoffs that extra opportunity to say, you know what? Why do I need to make sure I'm the seven and play that first? I'll, I'll play as the nine. I'm fine doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's I still want to stay out of it because, they, I mean, the, the Heat almost got burned by that strategy. You're or right. Two and a half minutes away from it. Conventional wisdom says you should stay out of it, but I don't think it's enough of a tactic so far to sway teams out of it. And, and every team's context is going to be different. Some teams are just going to always try to be as high as they can. Right. The Heat are in a different. We're going to have a team who's, you know, the first half of the year was sabotaged by injury or suspension or whatever, and they're just trying to recover. So every situation, every team's going to be different. You can't play for every possible scenario. But, yeah, I, I didn't like the play-in to begin with. And to me, there's still more evidence that it's not, serving its purpose than yeah. the evidence that it's actually better than we think it was. Yeah. We got one week one week of games. Great. By the way, it, you know, wake me up when Shea Gilgis Alexander, Shea mm-hmm. Gilgis Alexander, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. What's his actual name now? Isn't that amazing? Shea Gilgis Alexander. Shea Gilgis is an amazing. We've done so much, like, name-mocking. Isn't it amazing? Um, isn't it amazing, Susan? It is. Wake me up when they go to an NBA Finals. The Miami Heat were not that same thing. This again, this that ultimately point coming home at Miraz CBS at Andrew Bogish, where you could find us. Kevin Tim Gindry tweets in, "Let's bleep and go, kind sir in the landfill show today. Have a great show, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. And you get a little da on top of everything at the top of the next yes, hour. Yes, that's it. Uh, moist pork tweets in. It's a good thing you won't be sending your kids to private school. Not sure you would handle that tuition. That's another thing." The private Bogus, you were a private school kid. I was. Bless Bob Bogus and, and and company for sending you to private school. Here's my philosophy. And again, as I now learn things about being an adult, homeowner, having kids, everything, mm. right? That transition in life that I've now turned and made. My taxes are so damn high on Long Island paying for these schools. I cannot envision a world where if my daughters came to me and said they wanted to go to private school, I'd reach into my pockets in the private school. I would send them to the worst school in America, the worst sweet school district in America, before I'm paying for private school. Are you kidding me? That's sweet. Now, I, I've, I've flipped back and forth on this because I did go to Catholic grammar school growing up, and that just seemed to be the way to go. And then we started paying taxes, and you learn that public schools actually sometimes do better than the private schools. Yeah. Like, my, my grammar school in Queens, there was no... There was no, there was no extra help for kids that needed it. There were no, yes. there were no advanced classes for kids who could have handled stuff like that. There was no specialized anything. It was just first, second, third through eighth grade. This teacher, you know, taught social studies. Here's your math All teacher. Those resources, right? My the public school in my neighborhood has great resources for kids in in any direction, anything you need, yeah. they can do it for you. So I get that, but but then your kid turns grows up into a person. And like they my 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 daughter's going to private school starting next year for You're middle school. You're paying for private school because I I think that's the best choice for her. Yeah, bogus money. He's paying.
working for private I, school? Because I'm not, I, I, you know, not to dismiss the profession, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say my daughter can turn a wrench. My daughter's gonna have the best chance at doing what she wow. wants to do. There you go. You want to grow up in a bogus house? And if house. she wants to turn a wrench when she's older, that's fine. But now going into seventh grade, well, the joint decision that this might be better for her happened. Did she come to you? I'm actually curious. Did she come to you this, or you guys pitched so it? So I maybe I, that's the better question. I'm not pitching it. No, I I did pitch it oh, because wow. I wanted her to see what was out there. Like I wanted her to see what what her options were ex- wow. outside of the middle school in our neighborhood. Because if I'm being honest, my first objection to the middle school was it's the middle school and the high school all in one big building. Mm. So seventh through twelfth grade, and that spooked me a little bit. Plus the the grammar school was better than the middle school and the high school where I live. So I said, can we just, let's just go look at a couple of schools. And she immediately said, no, all girls schools. Fine. So we found a couple of co-ed ones. Oof. Can we please go look? Walked into one of them within 20 minutes. She was like, I want to go here. Wow. Yeah. All right. Good for you. That's, yeah. Boy, you're scaring me. Maybe I'm talking a big game. I hope Of course not. you are. My school district was ranked 89th in New York State last year. So I'm hoping that. Out of how many? I mean, it's a lot of schools in New York State. And it's you, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's your school. Oh, no, this is not your school district. No. No, the this one, is not the one that you were No, it's the new in. one I moved to, yeah. Yeah. Wow. The bogus money going to private school. Yeah, well, we've got alternate sources of money, thankfully. Wow. Yeah. There's a grandma too helping out. That's always helpful. Whoa! Now we know the trips to Wrigley and, and Dave. No, 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 no. Those are our, that's where our God's money goes. That's grandma money. Yeah, the, the, the families come in and pay for the actual things. We waste our money on entertainment. That's grandma money. Dixieland Dan tweets in, put your girls in band. I paid for all three years of my college being in marching band. See, this is the and thing. And symphonic band. Yeah. I was in band for 10 years. Don't let them turn wrenches either. It's hot in this shop and cars are aggravating <laughs> the work on it. Also, wait till you rack up 15 to 20K in tools. Could anybody listening out there who's listened to the DA show forever knows Dixieland Dan, the caller, the tweeter, could anybody have pictured that he was in a marching band for a decade? But this is a good point. There's a lot of ways that you can get a lot of money to help you pay for college. Yeah. Different activities. Academics. My kids are really smart, thankfully. Thank goodness. At least they appear smart to me. Although, I mean, you were smart for a while, right? Well, let me ask you something. That's the story. If a 19-month-old comes up to you and goes, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Yay! Do you think that's smart? It sounds smart to me. I thought it was smart. I thought you were genius. You know what? Go right to kindergarten. Yeah. You don't need daycare. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Free K, get a right in school now. Let's go. All right, we come back. Who graduates college first, you or Peyton? I graduated. Mm. The job still hasn't asked me for my degree, but I graduated. Right. Ten years later. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's not news. Get him out. 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 DA on CBS Sports Radio. It is the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Mraz and Bogues. DA going to come up in 38 minutes from now. We'll check in on Daddy Watch. A new PGP will be after the show taped today with me and the bogeyman. The bogeyman. We're uh, almost two weeks away from Bob's Bar. So if you're planning on attending Bob's Bar, remember, D.A. Bogus even went out of his way to share the travel guide. I thought that was interesting, huh? Yeah, I was feeling creative and uh, helpful there on the train going home last Friday and realized how I could cut and paste certain things and made a whole... That was my contribution to, I think, like the baby parade is that everyone's kind of distracted thinking of more important things correctly so let me throw it out there it was three weeks away so here we go so anybody who's looking to you know come in if you are truly coming in from out of town the actual address the bob's bar will be given to you privately uh about a day or two before but you have the whole travel guide the area everything we're looking forward to it confirmed guests katie linendahl will be there Badlands Booker will be there. We're still waiting on an official musical act. There'll be a surprise in this decade of DA guests that might sing a tune. Mm. Let's say that person will be there. Um, we, you know, if you want to bring something, I, Tommy Topspin's going to bring donuts. I'm sure that, you know, we'll have some breakfast going on the griddle, stuff like that. And, you know, kind of like a no potluck, if you will. Bring a little something to the table. That's always good. Bring, bring some alcohol as well. If you're planning on drinking, remember, Zach Gelb will be there dressed as Matt Rule to park your car. An underrated part of this, by the way, I think so much has gone on that we've almost forgotten about. Uh, I want Badlands belch in my face and slap me with a wiener, and I will fall into a pool to celebrate the start of summer. We should use a different word, a kielbasa. Kielbasa. Yes. Foxy will be playing Old Lang Syne on the bagpipes. He will be in the house. Although he has been really angry with your teacher take the last two weeks. There's a, I, would, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but does he protest and not come because he's so angry at you? Uh, well, we'll find out what he said to me a little while ago, Foxy, on Twitter. Mraz, who hates on teachers, now saying he would send his daughters to the local public school no matter what. What a clown. Mm. To which I responded, I know how I portray things on the air. I do not hate teachers. I don't hate them. What I hate is teachers who complain all year long when that is a job that wasn't like they had to go all of a sudden do a civil service test. They wanted to be a teacher. Think about how many people go to school, go to college for to want to be something, and then they go to four years of college and they never get to be that thing because it's just the jobs don't work out. If you are a teacher, 95% of you went to school to be a teacher. You got what you went to school for, and part of the reason you did that was to get summers off. So I don't want to hear teachers that complain after the fact. And for some reason, that's a job where they complain a lot. And we all complain about our jobs. But I just think that's one where we could pump the brakes a little bit. All right, sorry, Foxy. But that being said, we hope he still shows up to place the bagpipes. Now, <laughs> now, I got a Bilotti story for you. And he might be listening. Okay. 
Now, we all know our jobs. And remember, it has been an ongoing story for two years about Pete at Bob's Bar. We said, is there really anything for you to do? <laughs> and yesterday, Pete, last year, I'm sorry, Pete ended up being pretty much an MVP. He engineered the whole thing, and that was not easy as Shep and Schwartz are fighting with each other. But, and he loved every second yeah. of it. Setting up. He did a whole sound check the night before. Pete was yeah. on his game. So I want to compliment Pete before we take him down a peg. Pete was on his game. But he was almost insulted at the idea we suggest he park cars, which has led to Zach Gell parking cars this year. Because, you know, apparently if you're a valet out there, just know Pete doesn't respect you as a human yeah, being. Yeah, did you say almost insulted? Yeah, he, no, was he was super insulted, insulted that he, we, we could consider him parking a car so amongst I, other jobs. I obviously, since it's my parents' house and the house I grew up in, I kind of organize everything, right? I've gotten Badlands and Katie to commit. I've, you know, talked to various maybe vendors right. will call them to show up. You're also the producer of the radio show um, appearing yeah, so, at your parents' right. house. So I produce the show. Also, I wear two hats. I'm also on mic for most of right. the show. Don't, can we please let, make a longer list of why we should pat you on the no, back? I'm telling you things we're doing. Okay. You are going to do updates. You are also going to be on mic. DA is the full-blown A1 top-of-the-line host on the show. It is the DA show. So Pete, who runs the controls from back here normally, is calling to Bob's door. So it was fair for us to question the show. What are you going to do? He ran the controls from there. He figured out a way. So we still need people back here. But Pete, in his management hat, Pete has asked me, and I quote, what, what do you need from me? Which I think is a great question to ask. What do you need from me? Pete, I said to him, you're the, bo- the, the most boss-like figure of any of us here. Fair to say, Bogus? Yes. You are going to be running the equipment there. That's the job he kind of carved out for himself last year. Is that also fair to say? Yes. Why don't you put those two hats together, Pete, and you formally put in the request to our tech department to get the same machine we used last year with four microphones, four headsets, um, all these connect- to make sure we could have the guests on set, okay? I did that last year. It was no problem. They gave it to me in two minutes, and then we signed it out. Pete tells me, no problem. We'll have it for three weeks. And it makes sense. I mean, he knows what we need. He knows right. what did and didn't work well last year. Right. So he, he knows like, even better than me. Right. He can you know, tweak the list here and there. That's that's his thing. That's his avenue. So Pete has a child. And it might have come unexpected to you, the listeners. It was not unexpected to Pete. We <laughs> we kind of had an inkling last week the kids were coming. Uh, he has one two days after DA. Well, I thought you meant, like, in general, he knew it was he was having a baby. Not the, the exact date. But, no, like, but he like had the, gone the 10 air, months aware of the... The point is, yeah. he knew in the next week or so he was going to be a father again and be taking a little time off. So I got a text yesterday from the body about Bob's bar. Hey, before you leave today, can you go back to insert person here who's back in the engineering department? And he sends me a list of things to put in the request for for Bob's bar. It's essentially the same list I've already given him (laughs) on asking that same person to bring the Bob's bar. And then there's a couple things he throws on there that I got to be honest, I think are a little unnecessary that we have. But like, okay, you want everything to be official or fine. And I looked at it. I just said, I don't know that we necessarily need this. But I thought to myself, is this not the slyest Pete the body move of all time? Ask me if I need help. Tell me that this is what you're going to do. Then a week later, after having a kid that didn't come out of nowhere, it wasn't like his wife was walking around for nine months and boom, here's a baby. Because he's not here, tells me, hey, can you go back there and can you ask for this? The same list I've already given him a week before. This is Pete. This is is that a party foul or not ahead of Bob's bar? 100%. This is, this is the radio version of Pete putting his little buffet tray slightly off the scale so he pays less for it because he weighs a little less. It's almost genius. Yeah. I almost want to give him credit. This is, hey, DA's buying breakfast. Okay, great. I'll get lunch too. This is what Pete does. Because <laughs> his excuse will be, I would have done it, but then, you know, Bridget had the baby. <laughs> well, 
Well, Pete, I didn't ask in the delivery room to do this. Well, and the and the baby didn't come three months early right. and or two be, months late. By the way, the equipment ain't going anywhere. Pete's coming back either at the end of this week Tuesday. or next week. Tuesday. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Next With Tuesday. Coming back together, same day. So, uh, so by the way, also he slid that in there. He acted like he was taking no time off early. That's funny how that happened. But, and I don't care. He will be here for almost two full weeks before the show. He could go do it Tuesday when he's back. Yep. That is unbelievable. Am I wrong? No, but it's but it makes total sense. It's an absolute Pete move. Oh, so I'm in the right here. Yes, I mean, see, so, am I in the right for being like, come on, you're surprisingly on fire today. Thank <laughs> you. I'm calling out stuff. Calling out stuff. Well, he is texting. What's he saying? Oh, well, about the, other things. So he may be listening. He's okay. at least awake and possibly. And now he'll be mumbling around his house all day that I'm a jerk. <laughs> Uh, no, I, fine. Uh, Ian or Ian tweets in Newsflash, going to school for a job doesn't mean you forfeit your right to lobby for the improvement of aspects for that job. True. All right. I'm not going to disagree with your point, Ian, E-N-G, who also goes by fake E-N-G. <laughs> and my point was everybody complains about their job. I just want to hear teachers complain a little less than others complain for their job because there are a ton of other people who would knock over and quit their job today to go be a teacher. It doesn't make being a teacher easy but it is also not a job forced on you. Well, so first of all, the people who want to be a teacher go be a teacher. Then, yeah. Like, what does that? What does that have to do with anything? Oh, well, I know. In my area, they need teachers. In my area, there is like a long waiting list if you finish with a teaching degree. It is hard with tenure to get teaching jobs in Long Island right now. So, but there are places you could absolutely get a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fine, then leave and go be a but, teacher. So your point still is though the job that job is so good because they don't work in the, the summer perks. that they can't. The no, per- hold on, no, 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 perks is debatable because the school year is the school year. Yeah, what? Perks? But that's a different. The perk is you are never worried about taking off a holiday week. You're never worried about taking off for summer vacation because you're already off. You're never worried about, oh man, am I going to sweat this? Am I going to get a Saturday or Sunday shift? Now you could get like certain Sunday school stuff if you want. But there are a lot of jobs where that applies, right. not just teaching. Right. Okay. So I would tell those same people who you could put if you have two months off and then you also get in inputted vacation time during the year that's set. I think that your perks are much greater than a lot of jobs uh, in America. Again, most jobs have holidays off. The full week? We don't work in the business. The full though. week. The world does not shut down for full weeks during holidays. Right, okay, but, but they, they also, also they can't take a week off in right. March to go somewhere, like to go to a bachelor party in right. Vegas or whatever. Guess what? Salaries are, most for the most part, commiserate with the fact that they don't work year-round. That's why a lot of teachers end up working summer jobs. And a lot, I know a lot of teachers in my area who get paid fine amount of money, and they sit their asses in a That's beach chair for two months. Right, and then the moment September rolls around, can you believe these kids? <laughs> can you believe these kids? You sat there whale watching for two months. Well, so may, again, maybe this is a regional thing, and I'm talking about <laughs> Long Island teachers who can't wait to be at half the hour. Four people that you know that might suck, and, they, and, and they then you're springing across all oh, teachers. When I hear them complain, my goodness, try working with Pete. Get lost. You have kids. Imagine watching all of them all day long. Imagine dealing with yeah. 11 youths. Guess what? Yeah. I wouldn't want to be a teacher. Well, that, that's And I would the not point. have gone to school to be a teacher. Well, but if I, I went to school here's, to be in radio. Here's the problem. People I that, worked holidays. I worked overnights. Yeah, and guess what I'm did. not doing yeah. right now? Complaining. The ones that went to school to be a teacher, they most likely went to school at a time when they hadn't experienced having kids yeah, yet. So they well, didn't know what the hell they were getting into. Well, you know what I say? Find his keepers, lose his weepers. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, what do you got, CeeLo? All right. An emotional, I've got an emotional Bob Myers at the dais in San Francisco sure. yesterday to announce he's stepping down as Warriors president and GM after 12 years at the helm, of course, resulting in four NBA championships. He held it together pretty well despite some voice cracks here and there along the way. This was probably peak emotion from the entire press conference, though. To the fans, oh, boy. Um, I grew up a fan of the Warriors. Um, my first... I was the um, I was like the ten year old kid up in the upper Oracle. He used to get tickets for his birthday and go Calm with his down. dad and his brother. Eventually, you know all right, go ahead. He can't complain either. He can't be emotional. This, this is what I'm going to say. <laughs> you get some. You cry over some of the weirdest stuff I've ever seen <laughs> on, on the air here. That has nothing to do with you. Hold Ryan on. Callahan retiring. Hold yes. Years. Bob Myers won four NBA titles for a team he grew up loving, and he can't be upset. <laughs> Hold on. I'm holding Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to be fair. And this is where I'm going to be fair to teachers like and show I don't just Probably pick on teachers. not going to be fair, but okay. No, I'm going to show I just don't pick on teachers here. I'm a fan of emotion. I love when men cry. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. There's so no reason the to hide what's the with Bob Myers? Bob, nobody's for Unless we are, you are being forced, nobody's forcing you at 48 years old not to run the team that you grew up watching. You're not 75 at the end of the line. We're looking at each other like it's Jerry Jones's face falling off thinking he's going to die soon. All right? <laughs> Now, maybe behind the scenes he is being forced out, and in which case this is different. But if he's I don't not, think so. no. Bob, hold back the tears, pal. You're walking away, then. You should be happy. Okay. I don't want to hear the cry. Now, hold on. Yeah. What if <laughs> the tears are from the disappointment because this, the choice is not work or not work? Like, what if Bob Myers' kids are like, Dad, we miss you? What if his dad, what if his so son? So cry when you hug him at no. home. What if a son or daughter is like having a hard time with their dad never being around and they're giving him crap and they're having problems. So he has to give up the job he loves to go home to be with the family he loves. That's a difficult decision that can lead to valid tears and that exact sentiment from yesterday. You know what's nice? Having the option that you could quit your job and go home and be with your kids oh, and not worry about paying the bills. God, you are the worst. <laughs> am I? Or yes. am I? Or am I blue collar? <laughs> no, you're oh not blue collar. I'm blue collar. No. I'm speaking for America. Sure. Okay. Great. Uh, So he used to go with his dad and his brother. He used to get tickets for his birthday, and eventually it all came full circle. I was born in 75, and that was the last championship. And to to feel like I helped give this fan base and this community did my part, not perfectly, but as best I could to get some more of those things. And Joe said it when he got hired, or not hired, Joe didn't get hired, when he bought the team. Um... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I love that. The owner when he got hired. Oh, wait a second, I kind of misspoke there. Can you remember an owner though being as like pseudo pissed off as he was yesterday? Like he made a mo- you already played one. He yeah. made multiple like, "Why are you leaving? I can't believe you're leaving. Yeah. I don't want this to happen." Like this is not. No one's on like no one's like universally happy with this decision. Agreed. And here was another one, uh, sort of along the lines of what you just said. We really just learned about this when you learned about it this morning. I mean, I was always hopeful that Bob would continue on, that somehow he was joking, but he wasn't. <laughs> so he was like sort of smiling, happy-go-lucky, supportive, but you're right. You can get the sense. It's like, oh. well, wait a sec. We really don't want him to go. And the report was that they threw not only gobs of money, but an ownership yeah. stake at him, and he basically said, no, thanks. Maybe it is the kids. <laughs> what about Bob? You, you sold him. There you go. You brought, you brought him around. Don't besmirch one of the greatest movies of all time with one of your stupid puns. You don't, you're not a What About Bob fan? When did I say that? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he sounded like you were throwing I dirt on him. Don't use it as, as material for your nonsense. I like What About Bob. Bill Murray. Yeah. Yes. He's Richard Bob. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. 
Go out to the Hamptons on the train. What about Bob? <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, the Warriors move on. Latest example of <laughs> Jimmy Butler's greatness and his confidence and his swag comes to us via Coco Goff, who's currently in Paris in the early stages of the French Open. So she's been drawing inspiration from Butler and the Heat, the improbable run to the NBA Finals. She's a Heat fan and I guess has some sort of connection or relationship with Butler who uh, hopped into her DMs in an appropriate way Aww. to offer her postseason tickets before they even got through the play-in games or play-in stage, and she basically indicated she'd be out of town until the early stages of June. Butler said no problem. When he sent me that, I knew we were making the finals because he didn't say if we make the finals. He said when we make the finals. So Whoa. now that he, he were in the finals, uh, I can say that story. But I remember screenshotting it and sending it to my family, and I was like, oh, we're going. We're going to the, uh, we're going to the finals. So that's my Jimmy Butler story. He pretty much said that we were going to the finals before we even qualified for the play. Awesome. I don't about like that. that. I don't like that. Screenshotting DMs, even if in good fun. That's breaking. Well, not screenshotting to out him, but to send it no. to close family and friends to I say, know. look at look at what my guy is. Say, look at the confidence look. he's exuding about the heat. We've all done it. You shouldn't be screenshotting DMs. That's that's <laughs> private conversation. <laughs> and if it was a text, it would have been okay with the DMs or not. I do think there's a little something different about a oh DM. Oh, my God. You don't have a problem with Jimmy Butler pseudo-guaranteeing a finals trip? No. Beforehand? Because he didn't do it publicly. Okay. That's my point. But my point is, if he sent her that pseudo-guarantee in a text and she screenshotted it, that's okay. But because it's a DM on social media, it's not? It's not okay, but I think a DM is worse than a text. It's the same concept. literally, that means the same thing. No, 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 no. Here we go again. No. Because to have somebody's phone number is a little more personable than a DM. A DM suggests we only know each other in some kind of public sphere, and therefore this is our line of communication. We're not close enough to have phone numbers. Therefore, if you're close enough to have a phone number, you should be comfortable enough taking a screenshot. If you're not close enough that it's through DM, I think it's a little more private. These are two, you know, public personnel people, you know, but, public figures here. Right, but... So you don't think public figures ever text with each other? Wait, but you just explained why texts are more personal but you began by saying DMs are more personal and therefore no. more secretive. Personable. Well, that, that's not the right way to use that word. Private. In that DMs are more private. But you said texts are because that proves that you have an actual connection. Right. So why would it? So because that, then it proves that the person probably wouldn't care if you're sharing a screenshot. You're close oh, enough to no. have each other's phone number. No. See, your logic would say that a, <laughs> that a text is more important and more private because be honest, it means man. a real relationship. That a yeah. DM between strangers doesn't come with the idea of I'm not going to share this if you send something to me. I mean, I sat here in the chair from 6.30 Eastern to 7.20 uh, Eastern saying, man, do I have as much juice as I thought I had at the top? Now I feel like I'm rolling and I am just talking circles on you guys. And you're talking circles on yourself. Yes, this is what you as do. usual. Speaking of which, let's uh, forget the baseball because I, I, we need to get to this and I yeah. definitely need your take on this. So without further ado, let's get stunned. Let's go. Hello? Let's go. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. 
right, so Robert De Niro and Al Pacino are best buddies, as you might know. And yeah. there's probably been some friendly, spirited competition over the years, but this might be taking it to a new level. So we recently learned that the 79-year-old De Niro became a father for the seventh time, welcoming oh. a child with his girlfriend. Uh, his oldest child, I believe, is in his late 40s now, so he has a baby Less than a year old, uh, and the 40-year-old is going on 50 soon enough. Quite the gap. Well, I guess Pacino didn't want to be left out. Just revealed, I believe, yesterday or last night, the 82-year-old is set to welcome his fourth child as his 29-year-old girlfriend, Nor Alfala, is reportedly eight months pregnant with what is believed to be her first child, while Pacino already has a 33-year-old oh, daughter and 22-year-old twins with the great Beverly D'Angelo. So this uh, Alfala and Pacino apparently started dating during the pandemic. Jeez. This was from the story. Pacino and Nor started seeing each other during the pandemic. She mostly dates very rich older men. Shocking development. She's been with Al for some time, and they get on very well. The age gap doesn't they get seem get on very well. Get on, oh, no, okay. they get on very Sorry. well. I think that's like a, a British or Australian thing. Like they get along well. They get on very well. Uh, the age gap doesn't seem to be a problem, even though he is older than her father. She moves with the wealthy oh, Jet Set crowd, and she comes from a family with money. Prior to her relationship with Pacino, Alfala was linked to Mick Jagger, whom she dated when he was 74 and she wow. was just 22, as well as some 60-year-old billionaire. So Creepy. The older thing has been established, but you've got 79-year-old De Niro, a dad once again, and now 82-year-old Pacino with an infant Can't- on the way. Can I give her credit while knocking Al here? Sure. You can do whatever you want. It's your program. I give her credit because this is proof that she's not just sitting there giving him a massage or like cooking him dinner and or along for like some kind of payout when he keels over. <laughs> to have a <laughs> payout when he keels over. How about do the life how, she's living do you now? Know, do you know anything works? Like you don't know how college works. You don't do know you how mean? teachers work. She just got a kid. Now she's getting double payout when he croaks. She just well, doubled down. On, Assuming and, she but didn't the point uh, is, sign a prenup. But, you know. To have relations with an 82-year-old wrinkly old man at 29, that's committing to this. So I a give her a little credit. future. She's full all in. Here's to my a issue. a richer with, future with it when he's dead. Now, to be fair, before you go on, I think in De Niro's case, some of his past show, there was a surrogate involved. Okay. So I don't know. Like, this well, woman is pregnant, but I don't. we, we don't know about the conception. How's here's that? what I'm going to say about Pacino. I get winded running around the stairs and my kids want to play <laughs> monsters with me. I think that you're actually actually a bad job to the kid if you're willing to have one at 82 years old because I think 60 is probably the fair cutoff. I think you need to give yourself a puncher's chance to see them into adulthood to feel like you've accomplished your duty as a father. Mm. Having a kid at 82, I'm sorry, you can't tell me you care about being a father. I think the trust fund maybe makes up for that. Yeah, but you know what, though? You need, <laughs> come on. You, you try to at least... You know, put yourself in a position where you have a relationship with your kid. You're finally getting one right. I think this is incredibly irresponsible, and I'd almost support a rule of, like, an actual age limit where you have to stop having kids. Right. You can't – you have to stop putting kids in the world. Right. Now, the problem is she's really young, so she's entitled to make that choice with her body. Yes, and, and, and like, their relationship, I would assume, is is legitimate. But at 82, you're setting up – your son or daughter to live the large majority of their life without one of their parents. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a significant hurdle to overcome in your life. Like Come on. him making it to the 10th birthday would be a right. win. And I know none of us know what's going to happen <laughs> tomorrow. I get all that part, but like 
we also know in 82, there's not there's fewer tomorrows in theory than most yeah. people have. Yeah. There's only so many times you could put on Pacino's, uh, you know, the Life's a Game of Inches speech to do the fatherhood thing for. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, for the side. love of God, this is absolutely disgusting, though. And, just 82, 29. Yeah. <laughs> and less judgment on that front, just me. I can't fathom dating a rich 75-year-old woman. Like, I just, I don't see, I, that, I, mean, I, I, I can never get that. Unless it was, you know, for the obvious reasons, where you had, like, an agreement, no, and we kind of just... I, I still think I would, I couldn't, I, I still think I wouldn't do that. I'd okay. probably get turned down by a 79-year-old rich old woman, so what does that say about me? <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> right. right, if she's dating younger, she's looking for someone that looks a little right. different than you. Speaking of sticking it out to the bitter end, should you <laughs> stick it out to the bitter end of your team's elimination in a building? Huh. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Mraz is clinging to life now <laughs> as we try to kill him via eggnog. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. It is the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Free donuts out in the newsroom. See, we don't complain about perks around here. Little cream you got there, Bones? Except you asked for a chocolate donut. Well, you did, in fact, complain about the free donut. I, I mean, I ate it. I ate it. It was a donut. Uh, how about Max Struess? Struss. That's what Caserta called him yesterday. Come on. <laughs> Don't screw me up now. I'm, I'm, this place has made me so bad with my name pronunciations that I'm actually questioning if it's Jer- Derek Jeter or Jeter. Uh, I mean, that's basically the point we've gotten I think to. he just said pronunciations wrong, too. Whatever. <laughs> Max Struess said after the game, there was like four minutes left, and I looked at Gabe after game seven, and I looked at Gabe Vincent, and I said, we're going to the finals. They were done. The fans were leaving. It was quiet. It was dead. It was the best feeling that I've had yet in my career. I love that quote. Um, because if you're somebody who kind of loves rooting against the Boston teams because you've seen too much success or whatever, I mean, that it's just an incredible quote. But here's what I found interesting. We talked about this off-air yesterday, Bogues. The Dallas Stars fans who stuck around around the glass and watched the Vegas Golden Knights Receive their uh, Campbell Cup or you know, whatever they call it. These the Campbell days. Trophy. The Campbell Trophy. Winning the Western Conference. And they're sitting there watching it. And we said to each other, man, do you stick it out because you're seeing something unique, a trophy presentation, even though it's not for your team and your team is lost. And then I see Max Strews have this quote, and the Celtic fans leaving with four minutes left in the game. I understand the pain and misery of eliminations. By the way, more we see more eliminations, way more than we see championships from our teams all the time. If you are in the building when your team's season ends and ends in gut-wrenching fashion, maybe you're a blowout fashion. I guess it would have to be a blowout for you to leave early. Do you owe it to you and your fandom to stick it out until the last whistle and actually you've just watched the whole season, see the season actually end? Or is it fair to just say, I'm out of here? Yeah, I mean, if the game, the blowout, all things are now in play. Traffic, getting home, getting an extra half hour of sleep, getting the kids in bed sooner. You're just straight pissed. I don't. I don't blame you if you leave early. I don't think there's any requirement. I, I've come around on that take, but I still kind of feel like because I know it's on TV. I never shut. If my team's getting eliminated, right? Yankees have had a lot of bad ones in the playoffs. Um, you know, the Rangers got blown out versus the Devils not that long ago here, Bogues. Yeah. The Nets getting blown out by the Six. Actually, I've seen a couple blowouts on my team season's end. 
I'm not in the building, so it's a different take, but I don't turn the channel. I watch until the last seconds tick off, and I feel it's just something I do instinctively where I'm like, I watch the whole season. I have to see the final seconds yes. of this season conclude. If you're home, I don't feel like I'd have closure. Yeah, I mean, if you're on a TV, you watch. I'd watch to the end, but there in the building, like that game was, it was 3 nothing immediately, and then 4 nothing, 5 nothing, 6 nothing. At some point, a mix of anger and logistics takes over, and I'm out of there. I don't need to see the end. Now, the one caveat, I'd probably stay to see the Stanley Cup. Yeah. As hard as that would be to watch the other team win it in my building, I'd stay to watch that. I was prepared to do that because I was covering Rangers-Kings mm. Stanley Cup final, so I was mentally prepared for all of the good and bad possibilities. You'd have to stay for that, in particular with hockey and that trophy. But otherwise, you can go. You could bounce. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 